Hi, my name is Ian Parry and welcome to What the Future, a podcast produced by Future Leaders Mentoring. We have a clear mission to create an inclusive and diverse community that enables individuals to unlock their potential and develop their career. Today, we're chatting with Lisa Cheever in the first of our special podcast series on leaders' life stories. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Ian. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Um, now, obviously, I'm speaking to you early doors um, in the UK, <laughs> and it's the afternoon um, here in Australia. So if our listeners pick up on my morning voice compared to your afternoon voice, um, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> you will forgive me for that. Um, so I'm really, um, really pleased you're joining us on, on the first of our Leaders Life Stories. I've been, I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a little while and, and we've been gathering up um, names of people that that others wanted to hear from um, and I'm really pleased that you're our first person to sort of dive into. I think you've got um, a fascinating story and I know that others listening to today's podcast will um, absolutely be inspired by where you are at the moment, how you've got to where you've got to and, and no doubt there'll be some lessons in there for, for others as well. So um Thank you, first of all, for your time. I know you're going through a very busy time at the moment, so it's it's always appreciated when when a leader gives up their time for um, our little podcast. No, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, so just jumping straight into the, the first question, Elisa, is um, so tell us a little bit about who you are and what your role is today. Yeah, sure. So, um, like you said, my name's Lisa Chiba. Um, I'm currently the Managing Director um, of Momentum Energy. Um, so for listeners in the UK, uh, Momentum Energy is a sort of mid-sized energy retailer here in Australia. Um, and we are part of the Hydro Tasmania Group, um, which is uh, one of the um, country's oldest and largest renewable energy generators. Um, so I'm super proud to be part of that of that group, we've been generating renewable energy for Australia for more than a hundred years, which is pretty wow. cool, yeah. um, and a whole lot of yeah opportunity ahead of us to kind of you know really be part of that energy transition. Um, so it's it's really exciting um, with lots going on. Uh, I've just been in that role for coming up to three months, um, so still pretty new. Um, uh, I guess outside of work, um, I'm also a mum to my daughter Emily, who's one and a half, uh, and dog mum to Hutchie, the border terrier like I was saying to you, who came all the way from Wales originally, um, and then uh, my husband, Dan. So we've got our little our little family here in Melbourne now. Nice. So quite a, quite a busy work and home life thing going on at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Just like many other people, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, I want to sort of take you back a little bit now um, so that we can learn a little bit more about Lisa and, and, and where you started to where you are now. So... Um, Tell me, uh, if you can, what what's like your first memory of, of growing up? Um, I'm probably a bit hazy on exactly my earliest memory, and I'm sure I've got some some earlier ones. But one of my most vivid uh, is when I was five. My dad took me to Japan with him. So my dad's Japanese, my mum's Australian. Yeah. Um, and it was just the two of us. So mum stayed home with um, my older sister. Um, they stayed in Melbourne. And um, I've got quite a few memories from that trip, but just the the sounds and the smells of another country and, you know, listening to a different language that I really hadn't ever properly been immersed in. Um, I have really strong memories of, of that and the hustle and bustle of the big cities and, and just this really 
different experience. Um, it was really, even as a tiny little child, it was really eye-opening and, and exciting. And I still remember that that feeling. And yeah, for years after, even now, there are certain smells and sounds that will just instantly take me back. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly one of my most vivid memories. Wow. And you, I, I suppose, you know, there's a bit of potentially symmetry there between what your daughter might be going through now in, in some of the sort of big <laughs> city... True um sort of memories you're, you're creating for her as well actually isn't it yeah I think that's right I mean she was born in London um in the middle of the pandemic and then um we came back we came back here last year um so yeah she would definitely be experiencing different things and I think coming out of the pandemic as well regardless of what country you're in that's yeah. you know definitely an experience um that she's learning and it's funny seeing things like you know she's she's grown up with face masks on on adults um, her yeah. whole life so you know I think she probably can almost understand and see emotion through our eyes and things like that a lot better than probably we can just because she, she's been growing up in that environment yeah yes and you know so, so obviously I've got um, two small children as well and it, it, for me it was there was there was some positivity about how they adapted to it but also a little bit of sadness for me in in how they just kind of you know that that's just the way it is um and I just Mm. kind of felt wow what a what a moment to be growing up in um and and some of the some of the things they lost out on some of that socialization of friends and, and and family I definitely think for older children that's right um I think for you know Emmy's only one and a half so I think in a lot of ways it's been great for her she's had this really intense time with her parents and um you know, she's had our attention pretty wholeheartedly while we were in lockdown. Yeah. So in some ways, I think for her, it's been great. But I absolutely agree with you for the older children. Yeah. There's been some really challenging times. And it's just good to see them starting to get back into school and being able to do extracurricular activities again and those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Back to normal, hopefully. Yes. So... So you've given us a little bit of an insight there. You've you know talked about the fact that obviously you were in the UK um, not not too too long ago. So um, give us a bit of a flavour for you know your your journey to your current role. Where 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 you've been in the world? Obviously, what sort of roles you've yeah. done up to now, um, and, and yeah. maybe a bit a bit about what the, those those roles have sort of taught you as well. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a pretty varied career. I've been really lucky. Um, I would actually say that that is a big part of the journey is a lot of luck. I'm sure a lot of people um, would feel the same um, about their journeys, uh, but also a lot of hard work um, and a lot of investment in my network. Um, I definitely spend a lot of time talking to people, connecting, maintaining, you know, genuine friendships and, and relationships. And, um, and I think that really does pay off um, in the long term, um, not just in terms of, you know, promotions and things like that but more generally just having a really fulfilling career and um and it being filled with you know good memories and and fun times and and all of those sorts of things I think you know um I I couldn't emphasize that more I don't think um just really investing in in my network um but I started in a um, collections contact center for one of the banks here um in Melbourne and it was so formative for me. Um, and I know a lot of people who start in contact centres, you know, mm. will say the same thing. Um, I hugely recommend it. Uh, I just think you get such an insight into um, how a business operates. You know, the heart of a, of a um, organisation is often the contact centre or the customer yeah. operations kind of encompassing the back office as well. And just 
understanding that and being connected, talking to customers, understanding what it is that they're worried about, what they're calling about, you know, what they need. I just think it gives you an insight and such a great start um, to a career. I, I wouldn't have it any other way, really. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad that I took that job. It was while I was still studying, um, but it really it really was the, the kind of start to my career. Um, I've done lots of things along the way. Um, I've worked in consulting. Um, I've done a lot of project program management, change management, um, obviously operational roles, usually around customer service, customer operations, those sorts of things. Um, most of my career has been in retail energy utilities, um, but also banking financial services. Um, and then, yeah, a bit of travel. So seven years in the UK, um, came back to Melbourne last year. Uh, but that was amazing for me, um, being in the UK and, and spending a lot of time in the retail energy industry um, over there. So even just seeing the kind of parallels and the differences between the two markets here in Australia and then um, over in the UK is so invaluable. Um, I draw on it quite a lot. I still try and keep up with what's happening in the UK as much as I can. Mm. Um, I just think we've got so much that we can learn from each other and leverage and, you know, support each other Um from a distance so that that's been a really kind of key thing for me I think um, that's helping me in this in this role now with momentum um what else I mean I think when I reflect back on that and and my journey and the various (laughs) twists and turns that it's taken (laughs) like like many people's um, I've worked for lots of different companies I've worked in yeah different locations and different industries and um, I think you don't have to have a plan. Like you don't have to know exactly where you want to go or exactly mm. what you want to do. Um, I've just always tried to do things that interest me, um, to push myself into things that I might not be comfortable with, um, to say yes, to be curious, um, to be kind to myself. You know, there's been a couple of moments in my career that haven't worked out the way I wanted. Not yeah. everything has been perfect. I've made mistakes and things have gone wrong. Um, and I think it's it's building your resilience um, and not giving up in those moments and, you know, seeing what, what you can take as a learning, dusting yourself off, you know, maybe giving yourself a bit of time and then, and then just getting back out there and, and trying something new if you need to, or, or whatever it is. I think you know, that's probably been important for me as well. Like I yeah. say, a couple of times through, through my career. Yeah. No, yeah. There's, some, there's some good, there's some good messages in there. Is it a, just wondering in amongst all of that, is it a, mm. is it a job? or a role that you really look back on with the most fondness um, in your sort of history of working so far? Is there one that you kind of go, wow, that was that was great. We did some great things in that in that business. Yeah. I mean, my husband jokes sometimes that, you know, I very much have um, rose-coloured glasses and I, I look back on every job and think, oh, that was the best. Um, but I, I do think my time at um, I Supply Energy, I know you know um, mm. Monica and some of the others that, that yeah. I worked with there. Um, so I Supply Energy was a, a mid-sized retailer in the UK. Um, I was customer services director there, um, part of the executive team um, a couple of years ago now, a few years ago almost. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Um, you know, I don't know how much time we've got. I'm happy to share some of the details, but it was a roller coaster. Um, you know, there were some really challenging times, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't really change it for the world. It was 
the most amazing learning experience. The culture was incredible. The people there are just beautiful. We still keep in touch. We've got Facebook groups. I still text oh, a lot wow. of people all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, follow with interest people's careers post I supply. Um, yeah, I mean, very briefly, perhaps um, for those that that you know don't know I supply energy. So. Uh, it was when I joined um, part of the Vattenfall Group, which is a, a big Swedish renewables um, organisation, uh, and it was a super exciting time. We were on this growth trajectory, um, and unfortunately, we um, ended up going down a, um, a sale path instead and, and needing to um, uh, divest from, from our parent, from Vattenfall. Um, so I was part of that sale process, which in itself was an amazing experience. Um, uh, and we ended up um, selling our customers to EDF Energy. Um, and that was two weeks before lockdown started. Um, and so we then wow. locked down and started um, migrating all of our customers over to EDF. Uh, then we um, started the process of making everyone redundant remotely. Um, and then the process of closing the business. Um, there was a lot of other stuff going on at the same time. We were, we were still transforming the business, um, you know, making it as, as efficient and effective as possible, doing the right thing by our customers. That was, you know, super important to everybody at, at iSupply, looking after our people. Um, I was pregnant <laughs> towards the back end of that um, with Emmy. And, um, yeah, it was just, you know, what what else could they throw at us, basically, was, was how it felt some yes. days. But, you know, those sorts of um, challenges are when, when I think, you know, teams perform at their best um, often and, and we certainly, I think, rose to that challenge and made friends for life and memories for life and, and learnt so much through that process. So I definitely, uh, yeah, look back fondly. I mean, I get emotional talking mm. about it. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. slightly teary as, as I talk about it now. Um, yeah. So, yes, that would, that would be the one that jumps to mind <laughs> for me, well, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I, I remember... I was getting to know Monica during during that period, um, and and she was doing this role like like all of the leaders that I noticed in the organisation of reaching out into the the world of LinkedIn and all of their connections to say, listen, we've got some wonderful people in this organisation, and I'm trying my best to find them their next best role. Um, yeah. And what really interested me, this is the first time that I've noticed in the UK of a company going through this process of closing themselves down in the energy industry, I should say, where yeah. it seemed to be just being handled so well. It seemed to be being handled with, with empathy and care and, 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 you know, a real love for the people in their organisation. Um, and you could see the sort of outpouring of, of, of lovely messages from the people to the leaders and, and, and vice versa. Um, and, and obviously there was sadness there and that, that, was, that was overwhelming as well. Um, but just some of the, you know, the, you know, from a distance, you know, you look at that and you kind of go, wow. You know, and, under all that pressure, you were all still behaving you know, with your values intact and looking after people and caring for people, um, you know, and I, yeah. I, I guess I guess you must wonder in some ways what could you have done if that decision to sale didn't didn't go through? Where where might this business be now? <laughs> yeah, the what if? I mean, uh, we definitely yeah did wonder that, but you know things happen and mm. and you just learn from them and, and you take the best out of that situation that you can, that you can. And, 
you know, for everybody involved in that, you know, I think we all took something from it. Um, mm. And yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah, who knows where we could have been. Um, but having said that, I mean, obviously the market in the UK has gone through a pretty tough time. So, um, you know, who knows? But I think, like, thank you for, for all those kind words about um, what you sort of observed during the process. We definitely definitely took our job as a leadership team really seriously both in in getting the best outcome for for the company and and for um, our parent but also in yeah looking after our people we're a people mm. business you know people people power the 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 retail sector and um that was super important to us yeah. uh, you know, over communicate talk to people um you know talk with integrity be as honest as you possibly can um yeah, take care. They were all things that we talked about as a team genuinely every every day. Um, mm. How could we do that? Were we showing up enough? Uh, what else could we do? Especially especially because we were remote for the the um, yeah. kind of back end of that process, um, and we were learning as we went, like the whole world was on you know mm. how well does a Zoom party work? Let's try it and see, and <laughs> <laughs> you know those sorts of things. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. Yes, no, that was that was clear. Um, and just bundling up a couple of these things, and you've 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 said, um, so you, you you kind of talk about your career and talk about luck, and that's an interesting one because then you also talk about all the hard work, all the networking, and and, and how you apply some of this stuff. Um, yeah, I just wondered, is there a, is there a like a single lesson in all of that? You kind of go, yeah, do you know what? That's the that's the one that I. Uh, the, the life lesson that really sticks with me um, that, that I kind of like to share with new teams or people as mm. I get to know them. Is there, is there one lesson or is it a bunch of things? I mean, there's a bunch of things, but, but something that I often come back to, it's pretty simple, but just be curious. Um, just have a curious mindset. doesn't matter what it's about, but you know, I'm always learning. I'm always Googling things. I'm always reading things. I'm always asking people things and silly questions and trying to understand um, new concepts or new companies or all these sorts of things. Um, it's led me to take on um, various roles and projects and things that I would never have otherwise, you know, thought that I could do even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the more yeah, curious you are in a genuine way, right? Like don't force yourself to go and Google something you're not interested in. But if you have that mindset of, you know, just always kind of expanding your knowledge and your interest in in certain areas, it doesn't have to be a work thing, I think, just in life. Um, it just takes you to interesting places um, and, mm-hmm. and to meet people and to visit places and to learn things that you would never otherwise have um, even thought of. So that that's probably one one for me that I think has held me in pretty good stead over the years. And right. I don't want to lose. I'm going to make no, sure I hang on to that. Yes. And no doubt it's taken you along this journey, you know, where you've looked at something, where you've said yes to something because of your curiosity that's landed you where where you are today, which is that that's the that's the lesson, isn't it? Um so something I, I I want to ask all of the leaders that I speak to on, on this podcast is about daily routine. Mm-hmm. You know, so so the first part of that question is, do you have a daily routine? And if you do, you know, what 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 can you share with us about about that daily daily routine? Um, I don't have a rigid daily routine, um, yeah. and it's certainly um, a different 
post-pandemic and post-having a baby. <laughs> There's no doubt that your life changes a bit um, and the things that become routine. Um, so we are somewhat guided by um, Emmy's routine, as I'm mm. sure. <laughs> yeah, you'd be the same with your kids. Um, but I do have um, things that I like to try and do on a daily basis. So um, a dog walk is super important to me, getting outside, mm. taking Hutchie out for a walk, um, if we can squeeze it in, then going to our local cafe and getting a coffee before we start um, the day, those sorts of things feel quite sacred to me, if I'm honest. I, that got us through the pandemic. You know, we just walked and walked and walked when we were in lockdown and I was pregnant. Um, and so it really has become important to me. And I just don't feel right if I haven't got some fresh air and, and been out and kind yeah. of had that moment. Um, so that's really important to me. Um, and then I try really hard at the minute to to free up time um, and be available to enjoy being a mum before I start work um, and uh, when I finish work. And I try and finish work sort of 5, 5.30 um, so that I can be with Emmy for a couple of hours, do her, you know, um, dinner and bedtime routine and bath time and those sorts of things and really be present for her um, and then have um, kind of dinner with Dan and um, spend some time with him and then and then I pick up work again after that if I need to um, if mm. I need to do emails and things but I really try as much as I can to preserve those times just before work and and after um, so that I can feel balanced in my day it's it's really important to not let work completely take over um, and I think you know if I can't do that then how can I expect anyone in my teams to to be yeah. able to manage work-life balance um, and yeah. kind of flexible work so yeah, it's more it's more those sorts of things rather than a strict routine of, of yeah. kind of what I do in order. It's yeah. more just trying to find space for those things that are important. Yes. And and do you notice um, differences in how you feel if you don't get to do some of those things in, in, in your day? 100%. Um, yeah, 100%. If I don't get out for a walk, um, I just feel, I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> bit more sluggish I suppose a bit mm. more frustrated um yeah just just not myself to be honest um and it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be big exercise for me yeah. I, you know yeah. I try and get to the gym I am I'm really trying um haven't been succeeding as much as I'd like lately um but yeah just that fresh air walk you know time with the family um while we're out there it definitely um refreshes my my mind and makes me feel much more positive and resilient I think I definitely notice a difference yeah okay cool and you know I, I like how um you know you you, you don't seem to have let's say that rigid routine there's just a couple of um things that you have that seem to be non-negotiables for the day if you're to perform and if you're to lead um you know and, and show your team kind of yeah you know it's it's you've got to have a life um and without those things I don't perform very well during the day so yep. <laughs> you know you, that's, yeah, that's that's, that sounds like a and 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 I think all parents are, are managing that you know how do you balance delivering at work and also not feeling guilty the whole time that you're not spending enough time with your children and and I think working out how you can balance that effectively for yourself and everyone will be different mm. I just think that's so important for your frame of mind so that you can just for me then I can just come into work knowing that I've just spent an hour or an hour and a half with Emmy we've had a great little time in the morning you know sat a brekkie whatever it is yeah. um and I can feel good you know I'm, I'm here to, to do a job now um, and yeah. I'll see her again in a few hours 
yeah yeah no that's cool um and thinking about so we've, we've kind of gone back to your to your past and your your, your first memories um mm. And we've looked along your career journey. Just let's fast forward to the future now and think about your 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 daughter and and how she's going to be in the workplace. And do you think um, you know there's a there's a lot of discussion about diversity and inclusion at the moment and bias in particular. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that by the time your daughter's in the workforce, in whichever capacity she wants to do, do you think bias will be a thing of the past by then, or do you think we'll still be talking about it? I think we'll still be talking about it. I mean, I think humans are biased. <laughs> it's it's part of who we are. Um, so I'm not sure that we can remove bias, but I think there's so much we can do to um, reduce its impact and to be aware of it um, and to have, you know, really good strategies and processes in place to, to yeah, manage it. Um, I, I also think you know, hopefully as, as we just increasingly become more and more kind of globally connected and hopefully mobile in this post-pandemic world again, um, the various biases that might exist could dilute over time. You know, I, I think a bit about um, being half Japanese um, and there's a few things from when I was younger. Like, you know, I, I really remember being at school and probably primary school and my dad, who's a amazing Japanese chef um mm. he would make me like rice balls for lunch and things like that sometimes not very often but occasionally and I'd be so embarrassed and I'd hide it I'd run around the corner to quickly eat my lunch or I'd yeah. forget it and um and by the time I got to uni like I was the coolest person on campus if I had my dad's sushi or, or <laughs> yeah. rice balls you know it was a really cool yeah. thing by then um <clears throat> and um I just think you know the world has changed in that in that sense, um, mm. and hopefully it will just continue to. So we'll have hopefully less bias because people will just be more kind of aware of things. But, um, yeah, I, I can't see it ever disappearing. I think it really is about how do you just bring it to the forefront um, so that people understand it, are aware of it, are managing it, um, that there's strategies in place, that we take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and I think that is already improving a lot, um, not to say there's there's not a lot more that we need to do. So yeah. that's what I would hope, I think, for Emmy is that by the time she enters the workforce, um, bias is, is far more uh, actively managed and, and mitigated, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Well, that sounds cool. Um, and just, just finally, Samuel, I've, I've learned quite a lot about you as, as, as we talk through things, but where, where next for you? Um, and, and your life what what's the what does the future look like for for you Lisa um it's a good question I am um, I'm pretty happy where I am for now <laughs> um so you know we've we've been back in Melbourne not quite a year now and it took probably a year or more of planning to get here um we're just coming out of um sort of lockdowns here and here in Australia um and starting to get back to life is normal. I'm three months into, you know, this amazing role that I'm absolutely loving. Um, Emmy's thriving and, and kind of learning a new word every day and, and all those sorts of things. So, yeah. so life's pretty good at the minute and, and it's, you know, there's some elements that are still pretty new. So I'm very happy where I am. Um, I think, you know, I miss the UK. I'd love to get back um, to visit friends over there. Um, I'd love to start traveling again. Um, 
But yeah, back to kind of my earlier point, I don't really have a firm plan um, in terms of what the future holds. I think um, I just want to make the most of this opportunity that that I've got in this role, um, really embrace it, enjoy it and see where it leads me, um, mm. I think. And, and, you know, again, be curious and and take opportunities when when they arise. Um, so, yeah, no, no firm vision of the future other than continuing to do things that I love doing, work with people I enjoy working with and yeah. um, invest in in my family um, and continue to you know enjoy that because I recognize how lucky I am um, yeah yeah and, and, and you know it's a it's one of those questions I think that y- you have some people that are so fixated on moving on and so looking to move into the future um that, that struggle to appreciate where they are right now and I'm, I'm one of those people by the way I I really do struggle to appreciate the, mo- the moment I'm always kind of thinking yeah. where next what next how, how can I get to where I want to get to um yeah I do struggle to sort of appreciate the here and now quite often so it's 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 really lovely to hear you answer that question so 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 nicely around the you know what I'm doing right now is is wonderful yes there's some some of the things I'd like to do obviously and that yeah clearly the curiosity thing has served you so well that you'll continue to do that and in a few years time you know it's going to take you yeah. to, to to another wonderful place who knows I mean sort of at a if I lift back up a bit to a more macro level, one thing I am really excited about for the future is the energy transition um, and, you know, really um, moving to to net zero and um, mm. helping Australia um, in particular really lean into that. You know, I think there's so much opportunity, not just for momentum, but for our industry um, to make a huge difference there. And um, I'm really excited by that opportunity. So that is one thing that I, I definitely think um, you know, both personally and, and professionally, it's it's really important to me and, and something that I definitely am excited about when I look forward to the future. Wow. Okay. Um, so, so Lisa, we've reached the end of, of this podcast. Um, we've whistled through um, <laughs> your, 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 your work life, some of your personal life in there. I think um, anybody listening to this podcast will get a real sense of... Um, your your life lessons and no doubt there'll be others listening to it that'll be on a much earlier journey than 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 where you are that will no doubt pick up um some lessons from you so i really appreciate you sharing so openly with us today um i know that there'll be there'll be lots of lots of people that'll be inspired by your journey and and what you've done um but thank you very much for for sharing so openly with us today no, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me in. It was a lovely conversation. <laughs> thank you. So as always, thank you for choosing to listen to What the Future. If you enjoyed this episode, then please hit the subscribe button and tell others about us. And finally, uh, mentoring is a hugely valuable step on the leadership journey. Uh, and we're here to help to make that difference. If you feel the same way, then please get involved. Tap the join us button on our webpage, which is www.futureleadersmentoring.com. Or alternatively, follow us on LinkedIn and you can jump in on one of the many discussions that we've got going at the same time. Um, So for now, uh, goodbye and speak soon. Thank you, Lisa.